Welcome to Doug's Open Mic, a podcast spotlighting local musicians, bands, and songwriters. Greetings, everybody. This is Doug's Open Mic. This is episode number two, which is really a continuation of episode number one. So we'll call it, but we're still going to call it episode number two. Um, with me again, we have um, Ben Barber, who's our technical guy. Also, you can just call me the producer. That's fine. The producer? Oh, <laughs> the producer. All right. Producer, you are. And um, also known, you know, to throw in his little comments and questions, which we welcome. They're always good. Mm-hmm. And we have Gene Paris, which is a longtime Wesley musician here. And we've been talking about. Music stuff. That's what we talk about. And so for those people that are just tuning in, and I'll just give you a general what this podcast is about. It's acoustical music, basically. Um, The Wesley music scene, um, songwriters, technical stuff, guitar stuff, amplifier stuff, and making the sausage, how, how music is made. That's what we do. So last time we were talking to Gene and we went kind of through his early years and, and his middle years and now we're up to where he's at now. So let's talk about the what we didn't get into too much, though we did touch upon it a little, is the Perks Open Mic. Okay. Super, super, super deal. Super deal. I, I, um, when I was first starting out, I mean, open mics are the ideal transition places from the couch to regular gigs mm-hmm. you know you know you can you can go out there and open mics people are, especially perks are very forgiving you know if you you know if you make a few mistakes or whatever no one's gonna say anything and 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 you have somebody like gene who's, who's there to set up all the sound stuff you don't have to worry about that you only have to do a few songs so you don't have to be have a whole mess of stuff just learn one or two songs kind of good and 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 just do it and and you know what the first couple are going to be awful. You're going to hate them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you, you know, you're going to be nervous and you're going to think you suck. And, 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 but you just got to go through it. And, and, and you'll be surprised. You do one or two or three and all of a sudden you go, I can do this. And, and then the other thing is you start meeting people. And one of the best ways to get better is that you can play on your couch all you want. And you can get technical skills, but when I started to get better, when I started, I, I think it was uh, playing around with people and jams. I used to drive up for bluegrass, you know, jams on a Saturday afternoon. And, and even if you just sit in the back and just play chords and stuff, you meet people and you start playing and that's how you get better. I mean, some people can practice a lot. It's not me. It's not me, but... If if I know you know back when I was me too, <laughs> but but if I was but if I was if it was like on a Friday and I was said oh, you know I'm going to go to Perks Open Mic on Monday, I would practice on Saturday and Sunday because I knew I was playing you know and yeah. and, you know, and and that to me that was it and then you meet people and then maybe you go to a party and you play there and then you go there and and and, and, and the next thing you know you, you things are great. Uh, what, when was your first open mic? Was open mic how you started playing out live? Um, actually, uh, the 
started playing out live with Wheelhouse with Amy and Carl. Um, and the more, the deeper my relationship with Perks, uh, um, they moved to their current location, which <clears throat> I think was in 2010, which was an expansion. Um, and shortly after moving there, they used to have music, live music, you know, I said every night at that point on a Monday night, and they stopped it on Tuesday. And Monday night was a slow night too. And Brian approached me about, do you want to do an open mic? That idea came up. So that's the first thing I did for Perks, and I started the open mic, and it exploded. It, it You know, um, we would start, and amazingly, up to five minutes to one o'clock in the morning, I'd have a last musician up there, and it could barely fit everybody in. It was that intense. that It was packed week after week after week with a lot of these young musicians I mentioned in the prior podcast that became seminal. So many of them are key figures, you know, with music locally now. They, to watch them mature and grow is just amazing. Um, and then a few years after that, Brian asked if I could take over managing all the music for Perks. And what managing it means is I handle all email correspondence coming through when I filter it because a lot of musicians write. Um, I monitor the website and do the calendar. I do the Facebook promotions for all the music and the bands, and I hire all the musicians. So all new inquiries and contacts come to me. I've got to listen to them. I've got to filter who's worthy of it, who isn't worthy. And that's what I do. So I manage the music throughout the week and all the bookings and all the promotion, and I also then run the open mic, you know. So I, I, that, that, as far as me booking and managing the music, yeah, that probably goes back about um, six years. So open mic about eight years ago, and, um, and I've been managing the entire music scene there about six years now. Do you find that enjoyable? Um, I was really, um, as with anything, you know, you have to adjust. And I'm in an adjustment phase now, but I um, found it very enjoyable. I had a lot of time. Um, I, you would pr- find me there every time. Um, I often felt strongly as the person booking the music and getting someone to come there to play that I should support them Um, because pay is not great anywhere, as Doug was saying. Um, So I would show up, help them out, answer any questions, make sure everything was okay, help them adjust their sound, greet them, say hello. Sometimes as a touring musician, we've never met. And I think showing that personal one-on-one relationship and support with the musicians was really important. It's hard to continue to do that with such intensity. So I, I don't have the same amount of time yeah. in recent years to do that with every single night. Yeah. So. And Perks uh, just recently got, uh, recently in the last couple of years, just got their own house system, right? Yes, right. So that is a tremendous aid because it's easy to get in right at the front door. A band comes in. There's two installed PA speakers and a you know a powered PA, what we call a mixing head. Um, yeah, so we have our own PA system. Yeah. yeah. So, so Gene mentioned the thing that he uh, he's the screener of the musicians. So, over the years, Gene and I have had conversations. Mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting how you know, like anything else, there's a lot. There's some musicians that are you know, it's like, hey, you know, can you help me out? I could use a gig. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, with, and there's other musicians that. They just feel entitled. It's like, you mm. know, they, it's like, you know, I, 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 it's like, well, hey, I'm good. I want to be booked once a month. You know, let's go. 
<laughs> I have a sociological comment on that. <clears throat> we get wrapped up in and we love musicians, and I was probably more wide-eyed then, as I've learned a lot. And as with anything in our society, musicians are um, the same slice of life, and there are many, many that, like you said, Doug, can be very difficult, and, and then there are others that are just wonderful to work with, you know. And it's the difficult ones that just can wear you out, you know. Um, sometimes people want to play there, and I, I, I respond to every inquiry that comes in. So imagine the numbers that people yeah. that write. I, they send me their links. You know, I look at their music. I really try to <clears throat> hopefully have some video clip of them performing live because performing in a live, busy place like that is different than showing me a recording you did produced Yep. You see the difference? I want to see you with an audience. What do you sound like in the live moment? Because the entertainment part is important there. You don't want to drive customers away. You know? yep. um, and having so perks on your that. resume is, 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 is big. I mean, when I was starting out and I was able to get a, you know, and again, it was very early with, with perks opening. So I was lucky enough to get, I probably couldn't get in perks yeah. these days. You know? yeah. and, and, and once I got perks, whenever I was looking for other gigs, I was like, hey. Yeah. I play at Perks. Yeah. The most, the most interesting point I try to convey is when I have to tell a musician, you know, I, I never, ever say personally to them, this is weak, that's weak. I basically tell them, keep doing what you're doing. I like what you sent me, but you are not the right fit for the demographic and the audience we have. Yep. Just accept that. That's where I run into difficulty sometimes with some people. And I always used to say, you know, a hundred of you want to play there, but there's only 20 spots each month. And my role is to find the best quality 20 times a month every month. I owe it to the place of business. That's my responsibility. So to try to get some to understand that, try other places to play. Why do everybody have to play at Perks and don't be offended if you don't work out and you don't fit here? Yeah. Yeah. So what, I, uh, yeah. what uh what types of things would you say uh or is there like a, a list of things that get um acts booked consistently? You know, is it draw, is it talent, is it consistently meaning that they perform persistence yeah, regularly, per, like every uh, month like or more, two? Yeah, like like regularly um, mm, like Mark Barato's there every month. Um, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Is it is it you know, is it quality? Quality, Quality yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there any um, is like draw considered or you uh, know um, or just I'm a little per, contrary on, persistence. Yeah, I'm contrary on this one. Back in the day, when Doug was talking about what music was like in nightclubs, you know, in the '60s and '70s and '80s, the band was central because music was so core of what they you heard on the radio, <laughs> and you went to a nightclub and saw this band, and the band had a following. I honestly can say to you that um, for the hundreds and hundreds of musicians and bands locally, it's very few that have a consistent following. Um, you know, one of the ones locally, they're just prodigious musicians, and you probably have heard of them, is Sunday Gravy. Yep. Um, always, always. That's a rarity today. I believe that clubs, when they offer music, should not hire the band with the expectation that the band is going to bring in business. 
A lot of club owners still have that mindset. They don't have a busy night. They think it's the band. I look at it the reverse way. You're a club. You put music in as an additional benefit for your customers, but you can't bank on the band bringing them in. Yep. Does that make sense? Totally. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for clearing that out. And, yeah. I, and I agree. And in, in a nutshell, let's put it this way. Um, if... Um, Lost my thought, Ben. Sorry about that. Oh, that that's <laughs> okay. all right. All right, uh, Doug. You have a whole, um, you have a whole like mind map, mind map <laughs> over there. What else? What else do we have to cover? Oh, we got we got all sorts of stuff. <laughs> we have all sorts. Of, I mean, in in for upcoming shows, I mean, I started talking to some of my friends and stuff like that. I got so many people want to be on and so many subjects to talk uh, about. It. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I have I an interesting wait. thought, Doug. Um, the, the question would be, where do you think we're headed now? You know, what's what's the next thing in music? The next where, thing in music? Oh, Westerly. Uh, uh, Westerly. Westerly? What, do you, what do we foresee, you know? That's a good question. It is a good question. It is a good question. I, and I think... I, I don't know if I see anything... Momentally changing. I mean, well, I, 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 I'd, I'd just be happy if everything just kind of stayed on the arc it's been. Yeah. You know, One yeah. thing I want to mention that I, I do see in, and I supported heavily was there constantly the Knickerbocker Cafe. And I used to be very dismayed, and don't take this wrong, how so much of our local population was totally apathetic to that nightclub. Um, and there was, there was a period that I didn't think they were going to make it. Yeah. And that was backroom conversation, but... They are really starting to hit some stride and having some great shows. And what a tremendous thing to the town of Wesley if that place begins to boom and they begin to bring people in from all over to see special shows. And that's starting to happen. So yeah. that's, that's a great thing. Yeah. I have seen some great stuff. I mean, yeah. because what the Knickerbocker has is, is, is you have these great groups that are what do I want to call Big stage where you can have a big, a big performance. A yeah. big stage. And, and, and they're not, they're not the Rolling Stones, you no. know, they, you know, but, but they, you know. I'll give you an example. Commander Cody. Yeah. I, I, you know, I saw Commander Cody at the Knickerbock. And, and again, I'm sure he would, had a show in New York City and he had a show in Boston. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, you put New York City on Saturday night. And it was like, it was like, hey, halfway Westerly, yeah. you know, you know, and uh, and so I saw Commander Cody at the Knickerbocker for like eighty bucks, and and, and I remember talking to somebody, go eighty dollars for the. I said it was Commander Cody. I was like fifteen feet away from him. Yeah. I mean, you could go see him in, in, in the Mohegan, and you're going to pay one hundred fifty dollars. You're going to be a right. hundred yards away from him, right. and it was spectacular. It is, yeah. yeah. We saw um, we saw John ba- John Batiste last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yes. Um, it was, Fantastic! Yeah. It was uh, in completely in the round, which is also great because they can they can they change can, the setup there. Yes, they can. You know, so he just had his grand piano and he was right. in the round, yeah. and um, it was a solo show, and everybody yeah. everybody was loving it. Yeah. Everybody joined in. He, he had singalongs. Uh, he had his dad there, yeah. and uh, that was a really cool special yeah. moment. Um, it's it's such an yeah. awesome venue, they, and to have the tap room now attached yeah. to it. Yeah. One of the things they did that I thought was seminal. Um, they brought in two wonderful young musicians who we all know, uh, Glenn Kenzie yep. and Will Evans, to redirect and begin to what are we to help? They do the bookings, you know, for the yep. tap room and the Nick, and they're bringing in a mix now that it's no longer just the older crowd for blues, rhythm and blues, 
but diversity, you know, that is attracting younger Americana audiences and all kinds of genres. And I give them credit for bringing in two young men, you know, to help, you know, redirect and, and enliven and, and, and add youth energy to the Knickerbocker. And that's happening. So I have a question for, yes. for Eugene about mm-hmm. the future, um, mm-hmm. because you uh, have such tremendous access to uh, all of these young acts, all of the people that have come through the open mic, like mm-hmm. you talked about that whole generation. Right. Um, who is a young artist, a young band or a young group or, or a young singer-songwriter that you just think that the potential is, you know, well, sky's the limit. Currently, there's, there's nobody Are you new. raising your hand I'm for raising you? my hand. Good. Will Houlihan. Will Houlihan. Yeah. Well, I was going, <laughs> what I was going to say about that is I'm a little dismayed in that, and I get this way because I feel so passionate about it. I haven't seen that in recent years, anything that stands out. But that core group from four or five years ago, yes, I have to agree with Doug, Will Houlihan. Um, from the moment I saw him, I took him outside on his first open mic, and I told him, you will, you have, and this happens to me when I would get bands and stuff, what I call it, in quotation marks. What is it? Will, you have it. It is almost undefinable. You can't find the words, but you know it's there. You know there's a gift. You know there's something special and more powerful that that musician is doing that you just don't see in everybody else. Will has that gift. He has the it, you know. Um, But since Will, I haven't really, nothing has struck me like he has, yeah. Yeah. Um, Has he, I'm sorry that I don't know this, has he released a follow-up to Jackrabbit Jones yet? Um, Not yet, no. Yeah. There's a case of a young man that, you know, would love to, survive he's his artistic heart is immense he's one of those people he's a savant he he draws he writes he performs um incredibly incredibly artistic to to me a mind-blowing level as with such intense young artists like that he would like to live on that but he can't you know so he has to also work too so yeah it's a struggle you know yeah, yeah. and he doesn't compromise the, the really pure ones that have such great gifts as him, he will not play a cover song. He will only play his music. That's hard to do in this day and age. Yeah, and he, he holds to it. And you pay a price for that in a funny kind of way. You know, so. yeah. um, uh, Glenn Kenzie, who you just spoke of, is one of, my, one. Is right. one of my favorite songwriters. Yes, amazing. Period. Amazing. Like, Yes. With anybody, like not locally, like with yes. anybody, he's Tremendous one of my songs. favorite yeah. songwriters. Yeah, and I would put Glenn right there with Will, you know. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, we talk about Thor, but Thor was a rising musician before this. Right. Um, you know, going back to high school, a local legend. But yeah, those are three that come to my mind, and also Will Evans. So there's four. Right. Will is originally from the Connecticut area, but now lives locally. Yeah. Yeah. So we plan to have Glenn. Ben has said he's going to be able to get Glenn on the show. Plan mm-hmm. to have Glenn on the show. Yep. We'll, we'll see if we get Will on the show. Yep. Thor's already said he'd be on the show. I yep. mean, we got it's going to be good people. That's going all. to be good. I have, I have spoken to all three of those people on mm-hmm. previous podcasts. Yes. They were all excellent interviews. Yes. Yeah. Don't tell them I picked a favorite. <laughs> I will. I'll send them the episode before we do it. And kind of going back a little bit to the open mic thing for even more experienced musicians, um, 
First of all, I can I, I go down there often to uh, I can't now because my Mondays have changed. But you know to open up on the open mic. But I used to always bring go down to the open mic. I used to call it my laboratory. You know, I'd have a new I'd have a new song <laughs> mm-hmm. and 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 I want to try it out and and, so, and I bring it down to the open mic and just kind of just see how it would yeah. go across and I could hear what it sounds like. You know, through a sound system and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Some were good, some not yep. so much. But it was better to try it out there than at a regular old, you know. Thing. Right. Yeah. Was- Definitely. Uh, so I have one more question for you sure. uh, on a personal level. Um, I know that you have a lot of um, like little projects that mm-hmm. you do now. You know, yes. uh, bands that you right. that, that you play with, little groups that you play okay. with, friends that you sit in with, right? Constantly. What um, what one? If there is one or or a handful of them, is most enjoyable to you? Like what gives you the juice? You know what I mean? <laughs> like what what gives you that feeling? What like well satiates you? I hate to tell you what you just described. Nothing. Um, I don't think possibly the rest of my life. Nothing like performing with Wheelhouse, which is is on hiatus now. We may never do it again. Um, because Amy cut back the amount of music she was doing. Um, so I have a couple trios, and I also, in the past year, for the first time in my life, am performing solo and pushing myself to do it. It's the hardest thing to do. <laughs> it surprises people. But just to be yourself on a stool with a crowd of people. And I'm doing it to challenge myself. I'm pushing myself, and I'm, I'm really finding it rewarding because I'm learning many songs, and I'm playing my acoustic guitar more than ever because, you know, I was a big electric guitar player. So I, it's hard for me to pick the small acts that I'm in right now a favorite. Um, they're, they're each a little bit different. Yeah, I love them all. So, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and the solo thing is when you're playing solo, <laughs> you have to be on it. Every minute, you know, yeah. it's, I mean, if you're playing, if you're playing a, like just as an example, let's yeah. just say me and Gene were playing together, you know, and, and, and I was, I was doing a song, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I do a verse and a chorus and then I just look over him and, and say, take a, you know, and he goes, takes a break on his electric guitar. Well, while he's taking a break. I can kind of catch my breath a little yeah. bit, you know, yeah. you know, it's kind of, it's not a whole break, but it's. It's a little bit yeah. of one, but when you're solo, it, it's you got to be on every yeah. single minute. I'd also like to make this philosophical comment, if I can. Do I have a minute? Yeah, okay. yeah you have as much time um, as you want. In the music arena, <laughs> you have a whole spectrum of how people feel. Now, there are the hardcore musicians that literally look down their nose at people that play covers. Right. You know, I am not of that ilk. Um, I think what's missing when we get that serious and we start to divide the music community where I'm the serious original artist and I don't do a cover at all, you know, how dare I? And then as people that only do covers, you know, because they've never been writing a song. In the end, I try to feel that music, let us never forget, is something we're giving to an audience and entertaining. So I would never demean the guy that plays cover songs because he's making people happy that evening. He's playing a song they want to sing to. So I don't come out of that school as this musician, uh, although I am in awe of great original writing that ever, ever 
you know, judges the guy that only plays covers. When I do my solo stuff, I'm only playing covers, you know, but I'm really choosy about them. My mantra is I only play songs that I love and believe in. I believe in the song. So there are songs I won't play, no matter how much people want them. Yeah, But I just think that's a, an interesting thing because that debate and that kind of snarkiness goes on a lot, you know. Um, and it's all it's all giving, <coughs> whether it's cover or original. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes people, you know, original... If you listen to a original song you ever heard, you get people. Sometimes people just don't want to think about. Well, you can't. They, you, you, know, you, know, they yeah. just want, you know, they're 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 out and they're talking with their friends and they're having a couple yeah. of drinks. They don't want to think about it. You can't yeah, entertain you know, for three hours on all originals. Except I will say this: there are rarities, and that's the it. You see, that's what a Glenn Kenzier can do, and a Will Houlihan. Their songwriting is so good. Sandy Allen. Yeah, songwriter. exactly. I, how could I forget about Sandy? Uh, I almost want to apologize to the universe because if I think of anybody in this community, I, in a post, I used to write a lot of personal posts about the music right from my heart. And one time I just called him the Gandalf of local <laughs> music. And he really is. He is. Um, he he is. To That's talk perfect. to him and his history and his story, um, he's an immense, immense talent yeah so oh, god yeah. And, and and i just but there are a few that can do that doug that yeah. can perform a whole evening with that much in that that tells you the great songwriters that their songs are that good you know and and the other thing about sandy allen hope you hear this sandy i agree <laughs> from the heart it's like great musicians know their role yes and and and, and, and sandy allen knows his role Perfectly, mm-hmm. and, and 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 when you really see it is when he's playing uh, lap steel and stuff like that. Oh, that that he just knows when to come in and how loud to be, and when somebody else is doing it to cut yeah. it back. Yeah. And I, I yeah. mean, I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. I'm not great, but yeah. you know, a really great good musician knows when the you know it's about the spaces, spaces, as well as and, and, and and letting the other guy you know yeah. do. And again, one of the great. You want to see a good two great musicians interacting together. Watch Thor Jensen and Craig Edwards kind of do the call and response. Thing. Sure. And they, they 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 you know they just you know they they both know their spots and mm-hmm. it, it, it's something to see. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Any more philosophy? <laughs> philosophy? <laughs> we love philosophy. Yeah. If I went back to college, I'd probably minor in it. <laughs> So um, for future, we're gonna have Gene back at some point. I hadn't even told him, but but he oh, really? good. But, but but I want him to come back. Don't forget the Bloody Marys. Yep, Bloody yeah, Marys yeah. and the and the poached eggs. So poached eggs. <laughs> well, we're gonna have him come back for because he's one of the best ones I know. Is it's for guitar amplifier tone, you know, because it's a mystery to me. But he <laughs> he gets it, you know. He knows uh, how. To, not he, as much as others do, but. Uh, but but he knows how to make you know an electric guitar sound like you know like Jimi Hendrix or you know, the, mm-hmm. you know there's all different sounds and there's all these knobs on my amplifier which I can never figure out, yeah. you know. But 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 he's good at it and all yeah. the little gadgets and 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 you know if you ever see an electric guy, you know, underneath their feet there's all these little boxes there, yeah. pressing buttons and what they do. Uh-oh. Nice. Technical difficulty. That's a glitch. That's not a technical difficulty or a glitch. Doug just straight up knocked his microphone yeah. over. A little comic relief. Uh, <laughs> that being said, that episode will be fun. Uh, I will either have zero questions or all the questions mm-hmm. for that one. Um, if you would, if, sure. if you would 
come yeah, back for that. Um, Doug, do you have any other? Uh... Um, not really. I mean, for I guess we didn't say for our show schedule. We're planning to do twenty to thirty minutes every couple of weeks to start out with, with the with the goal of getting up to every week. And, <laughs> just um, Doug, just point the mic at your face if you're going to hold it. Yeah, <laughs> we're still go. we're still working through this technical difficulty. Microphones are on the floor <laughs> and everything else, but uh, the, the, <laughs> we're getting there. We'll be fine. Uh, I have to say to uh, our producer that the setup they gave me was a little bit rickety to start with. <laughs> um, so every every couple weeks, um, again, um, Ben, why don't, you, why don't you do all the contact information where people can listen? Okay, well, first, uh, Gene, where can uh, can can you just go through where people can find you? Okay, once again? Um, my sort of umbrella name for my Facebook page and my business page and my email is Cosmic Riffs. But spelled K O Z M I K R I F F S. That's on Facebook. There's a page and a personal page. And then also, that's my email, cosmicriffs at gmail.com. Awesome. Also, I, one other thing, yeah. anybody, anybody that goes to the Perks and Corks website, there's always a contact page. Musicians go there, they write, I'm interested in playing music. All email from Perks and Corks contact website comes to me so also awesome good to know and uh if you'd like to contact the show if you'd like to be a guest or you'd like to be a sponsor for the show uh you can find all of that stuff at uh you can email us at b440 productions at gmail.com that's b440 productions at gmail.com and uh you can find this show on itunes spotify youtube um libsyn stitcher uh, any anywhere where podcasts can be found, you can find this, and uh, you can like it. Doug's open mic on Facebook, and that also has a weird spelling: D U G, D U G, which is kind of Doug's mm-hmm. uh, calling card for himself. Um, so that's that's it, Doug. If you wanna uh, that's send it. us out, um, just point the will... mic at your just point the mic at your mouth. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> you could have put it back on the stand. No, I've never put that thing. Um, yeah, we'll see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.